Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, Gabby. Good evening, TC, and welcome all to part 91 of our weekly podcast, The Current View with the Isle of Hillsborough, Mr. Terry Curran. How's things? Not too bad. Weather being a bit poor, uh, like, but just get on with everything, don't we? Bad yeah. result. Yeah. Naughty. A good result for my one of my old teams, Nottingham Forest. In general, just keep plodding on, Gabby. And how's the uh, petrol crisis up there? I've just drove home tonight, went into two garages, couldn't get no petrol. But uh, the weather's picking up. I just listened to the weather report on the news. By Wednesday, it's going to be 16 degrees uh, while, while we're sleeping. Happy days. Yeah. Partially. Well, happy, days in, happy days in weather. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A special, a special, a special uh, crisis goes on. Um, eventually, people are waking up to all the, all the corruption from both parties. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'll say what I, I'll say because I mean it. You know, yeah. people will waking up to all the corruption. Absolutely, Facebook, WhatsApp. When we go on about, when we go on about wagon drivers being a shortage, mm. you know, how long does it take uh, for people to pass a test? I have no I mean, idea. Eight, nine months, six months. I don't know. And it's five thousand pounds. Yeah. You know, to put in for your test. Mm. Why didn't the government, instead of wasting money on this, that, and the other, help the um, people? To, uh, well, that would just be yeah. common sense, wouldn't it? And we don't possess exactly. much of that, too. So, you go in supermarkets now with shelves of empty. Absolutely. I mean, I, I can make a, I can make a meal out of anything. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I can cook. So, that such a lot like that doesn't bother me. I can, I can put, I can make anything. Uh, there's only two of us because Tom's working now down in. Yeah, I saw me? that. Yeah, I, I can make anything. I can put anything together. So. So, what uh, magic moments have you sourced for us, TC? Let's get onto the football thread. Right. I think there's only one magic moment for me. And as we say every week, there's that many. Yeah. It's very difficult to pick out. Yeah. But uh, I, I have picked two and I could have picked two, but it's it's in one game. It's uh, the performance of Liverpool and Manchester City. Yeah. And the individualism of uh, Mo Salah to yeah. score that goal. Yeah. I mean, people make me laugh about, you know, defending. I know when you defend, you can't defend. I can see it myself. You know, I know some managers don't see it mm. uh, and don't understand it. But when you get anyone running at people with pace, yep. dropping the shoulder, it's going to make people go off balance. That was nothing to do with uh, defending, but to do with individual uh, individualism to score that goal. Mm. And yes, you can all, you know, you have to cover, you have to do this, you have to do that. I don't give a damn who it is. When, when Messi and Minaldo and all these great players, mm. uh, Mo Salah, get into that mode and get a pace up, so difficult to stop. Yeah. Uh, and, I, I mean, the goal of uh, De Bruyne's, you know, great strike. But the, 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 the main magic moment for me was Mo Salah and that uh, individual goal. Absolutely, unbelievably, uh, 
just a genius piece of football. Yeah, absolutely. I've got to say, TC, um, my magic moment is also Mo Salah's goal. I just thought it was incredible, and you're right. He gets that ball and he turns the defenders inside out and he just cuts in and just bags it. And, you know, there's very few players that have got the ability to do that, and he just makes it look so easy. So, uh, well done, Mo Salah. But I thought Phil Foden's goal was decent as well. The way yeah, he connected with that was awesome. But I just felt with both teams... I've been listening to the, um, you know, Facebook. Facebook's down at the moment, but Facebook wasn't down earlier today and listening to radio and talking up the game. And, and I thought it was a decent game, but I just felt that there was just a cutting edge lacking from both Liverpool and in particular Man City. They played Jack as what they call this withdrawn number nine or false number nine or don't matter how you want to dress it up. But I looked at Grealish on Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday, and I thought he looked lost at times. In fact, the only times I thought that he really come to life was when he went deeper, got the ball and he ran at defences. And I just thought that when he's in that position there, he just didn't, he just didn't look as though he knew what he wanted or what he needed to do. He looked at it like a fish out of water. Well, but that wasn't one of his better games, and it's a long time yeah. since he hasn't played as absolutely uh, since he's played. We will say, Paul, we'll say, I will say that. But when you look at that, when you get two teams like these and don't give nothing away, which yeah. they don't, yet there's been four mm. goals. But the yeah. four goals, what was scored, were absolutely unbelievable goals all four. Yeah, they were. Yeah, you know what happens is you, you you're playing against the best defenders. Mm. In the world, when you get the top four in the in, in the in the country here, yeah, when you, when Barcelona and your Real Madrids and your Juventus, you know, have the great teams like they do, this, it's difficult to break people down, and you've got yeah. to try uh, and find different ways uh, to get in and behind uh, the defenders. When you look at Guardiola, hmm. you know, everybody keeps saying he wants a number nine. You know, uh, he's not going to. I'm not saying he's not going to win. No, they don't say he's not going to win anything. But they're saying they did win everything. If if you not no, because when you've got an up behind, what you tend to do is just throw ball into box. And as everybody in England's favourite mm. word after that is Plan B. Yeah, he works on Plan A. Mm. And I will never criticise Guardiola. Sometimes I, you know, again I, I thought he might have overthought it uh, in the Champions League. But who, who am I to criticise mm. him? He's won everything. Yeah. When I look at other managers, what's won though, and trying to, you know, making changes for FA Cup games, mm. they haven't even got a good squad near mind. Uh, a good first team. Yeah, near absolutely. Mind, a good squad to change players. When... So, I, I, you're right, what you're saying, but mm. it's so difficult. And, you know, Jack, every, every now and again, you, your messes and your pellies, I've seen them all. I've seen them have a disappointing game. Oh. And I think that's what Jack was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He'll be back. Make no mistake. Is it? He's playing in with an absolutely unbelievable uh, team. Yeah. And what I think, you, if you watch it again, Gabby, if you watch it, mm. there's no space. No. So they're, yeah. they're having to come out mm. when they play the top. Of, when they play these elite teams, mm. they're having to come out even more. Yeah. I mean, City look to go forward. Liverpool look to go forward. The times when the ball's going sideways and backwards. Yeah. Because there's no space. They know how to close that space down. Mm. But, but don't worry about it, Jack. He'll be back. 
No, absolutely. And when I talk about a central striker, you know, I mean a kind of an absolute goal threat like City had Aguero. I mean, they yeah. he, he wore that number nine. They never threw the ball up to him because he wasn't that kind of player. But he's that kind of player that you need in that final third that comes alive and and he knows where he knows where the onion bag is and I just think that with City they have got fantastic players I just think if you had if you had Aguero on his day in his pump I don't think anybody would touch Manchester City. Can I say this about Aguero? Yeah. And I'm like you, I cannot believe that he's never won. He has never won players player or PF. Uh, PF, PFA player of the year. It's incredible, isn't it? I cannot believe that. Mm. There's Perhaps nobody he's not will popular. Stick up for There's nobody will stick up for Aguero more than me. Even I was disappointed when, uh, what I'm going to tell you now, Guardiola mm. left him out when he first come, you know. Yeah, I know. He, he reckoned he didn't work hard enough, didn't right? he? Right. Yeah. What Guardiola, what, 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 what uh, Aguero did, what I've never, ever seen him do, mm. ever, ever seen him do, when I've ever seen him play work for, um, um, Atletico Madrid yeah. and Manchester City. When Aguero got one on one, you never saw him put that ball square to somebody else to put it back in net. Yeah. He did that at City, and I thought, mm. you know, I mean, I don't like to see managers changing players, you know, but there was something about Aguero, even yeah. though he scored all their goals. Mm. I think there's something about centre forwards. You look at the centre forwards, what he's got rid of. I mean, he had Eto for a, a long time, but. Eto doesn't speak highly of Guardiola, does he? Yeah. You know, mm. uh, what's the even even uh, Imobrimovic, the Swedish guy? Yeah. You yeah. know, he only had him two minutes and then mm. sold him. Yeah. You know, but centre forwards, there's something about centre forwards he doesn't seem to like. He's what sent- Guardiola likes mm. is not giving the ball away. Yeah. And you he know, likes. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm not saying I'm wrong. And he also but likes them to work their like arse off. Yeah. Of what good he does. What all great managers do. Yeah. But I mean, not probably not so much Eto, but Ibrahimovic um, isn't the greatest worker off the ball, is he? Whereas like Aguero possibly wasn't, but he made him rat around after that ball. Okay, when you've lost it, so rat, yeah, rat around and win it, but. Yeah. I don't think there's a greater central striker in the in the Premiership years, and we're only going to the Premiership with, with Aguero because we're talking modern times with uh, Sergio Aguero. I just think he's the, the best forward player that I've seen in in modern times. And if I was going to pick a team of modern players, Sergio in his pump would be my central striker because I think he got everything. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I just think he's got everything above Henri, above Shearer. Above anyone, for me, Sergio was the greatest that I've seen in recent times. And uh, watch, watch this space, Gabby. I'll guarantee you there'll be lots, lots, and lots more teams start mm. to play with a false centre forward. What I'm saying to you now: look how many big centre forwards are in the Premier League. Oh yeah, I mean, you, you, I think your target man and and the days of that whacking, throwing the ball up and putting it into the mixer and, you know, the player going up, winning the headers and the little fella getting the scraps and that. I think those 
days are gone. You know, we don't play football like that today. And when you're looking at, there was a game the weekend, wasn't the first game without any heading in the ball, uh, heading the ball going forward. The, there's going to be lots of games when you you don't see many headers. I mean, Thierry Henry, I think he only scored one or two with his head out of how many goals did he score? But you know, that's just the way that Arsenal played under Wenger. And it's yeah. the way that City play under uh, Pep. And that's the kind of way I like to watch my football being played. You looked at Peter with when 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 Peter with were up for it. He didn't score many. He didn't score, and he mm. was a tall centre forward. He never yes. scored many with his head. Mm. Because, and then when he got me to Peter with, who did he play up from? Woodcock and Burkles. Both yeah. them two were smaller than me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but did he play the balls in the air? Whereas Jack, well, argue, me and Jack were arguing about me being a centre forward. I kept telling Jack, I'm not a centre forward. Mm. I said, I'm certainly not a centre forward for you to keep throwing game centre half to throw the ball right up. Right up here to, be, to play against p- people like Mickey Droy, six foot four and six foot five. Yeah, you know. But look, at the end of the day, it's opinions, and I respect anybody else's opinion. I always, I only give my opinion, and if if somebody likes a big centre forward and it's on my Facebook, I like it because it's his, his opinion. Absolutely, too. So, and uh, other magic moments for me of the weekend. I thought Lewis Graben's goal against us was a fantastic. Took it, turned. Can I? Can I? Go on, I think I will do. Bang. Top corner. What a goal. I also thought the lad James Henry that scored for Oxford United against you guys, I thought that was a fantastic take. The way he just like put his, the, angled the, his the foot. The amount of times that yeah. team lets me down. Nah. Last Saturday, not last Saturday, Saturday before that, they let me down. They were winning 1-0. I finished, they finished up drawing. Mm. Uh, they, they let me down. That called them. And um, Bristol Rovers this year been this year. Let me down more times. And I said, I said to um, Jock, I said, let me tell you something. I don't like saying this. You watch these. Go and beat Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah. You know, because of the team, what's a jinx to me? Mm. You know. So, but at the end of the day, the 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 goals what you're on about and the play what you're on about. It's great for Forest, for Forest, uh, and it's great for these championship because that's how they're going to get recognised. Yeah. Being on television, scoring, and doing those type of things in games, and people may take a chance with them. When you look at Cooper, and I'm not look, actually, you were an absolutely fantastic football player. Yeah, but it's never been my cup of tea as a manager. Pragmatic, yeah, absolutely. You know, I don't. Of course, of course, Sean Dyche is doing well at, at uh, if you want to look about keeping him in the Premier League. Yeah. But, you know, to take them on to the next level, you've got to have a better way or a better philosophy yep. with your players uh, and get the, to get the best out of your players. Mm. Cooper has come in, and they, I know it's early doors. You know, he don't mean he's going to win a league, but the players get sick and tired of going in to training and just working on defensive football. And I bet that doesn't change from when I was playing. Because when I was at Sheffield Wednesday, we spent more time defending than we ever did uh, attacking. Yeah. And you've always identified Steve Cooper, even when he was um, at Liverpool of the youth team. In the academy, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Just, and then I with England watch, as well. Yeah. I used to watch the uh, Liverpool Academy. Mm. And he used to come on and speak. Yeah. You know, and I used to think to myself, he talks sense in. Yeah. When you listen to some of them, you think, what are they on about? Yeah. What, what, I mean, Darren Moore, his quote after game beat on Saturday, it may have been that travelling to Wigan and back. Mm. What about poor old uh, Swan, uh, Plymouth? 
an extra dividend all them yeah. week in and week out or every other week. Mm. You know, uh, he tries to play football. He'll get on with the players he's got. I, I don't know what relationship he'll have yet with the with, with the owners at Nottingham Forest. But it's like Bielsa. I don't want to be up. I go on about Bielsa. Mm. He comes into Leeds. Any coaches or players he's got, and then he'll identify yep. the ones that he knows what what can't uh, hack it. Absolutely, he's a proper he'll coach. Move those on. But mm. what first thing we our English coaches turn around and do? You listen to them when they go to football club. Yep. Wait till I get my team. Mm. You know, we're waiting for three years half a time. Yep. Before they win a match, they mind anything. I know I'm exaggerating there, yep. so don't get that literally. Everyone wants to listen to it. Absolutely, so you say go in, improve your team, look at what you need, and then build your team. But you've already got a decent starting block. Forest always looked as though they've got better players than their uh, results suggested. One other player I just want to give a, a mention before we move from our Magic Moments feature is that little fella Cher or Chair uh, for Queen's Park Rangers. He wears the number 10. I'm going to have a look at him in more depth over the next few weeks. But Good player, I've, yeah, I've watched him now a few times last season. This season. I'm sure I mentioned him to you last yeah, year. Yeah, I like to see him when he gets on the ball. He just His first thought is positive, positive, positive. How can I play this forward? How can I take him on? How can I make something happen? And those are my kind of players. Them are the players that attract when me. When he gets the ball... You will hear the fans go, oh, they expect him. Exactly. Or they're expecting. And that will make him want to do that type of thing more yeah. often than not. He's box office, isn't he? Oh, yeah. And what a result. What a result for Brentford. Sorry? What a result for Brentford the weekend as well. Well, I've told people long enough. Yeah, I like him, Frank. Look at the football he plays. Yeah. Do you know what he's got up front? He's got that technical ability, but he's got something what a lot of other teams haven't got. Pace. Some players have got pace. Yeah, absolutely. And he absolutely kills people that pace, you know. Yeah, does, yeah. And it's not one, every one of them, they've got good, great, not good pace, great pace. Yeah. But they're all technically gifted. Yeah. He's developing able, a really good they team. They don't yeah. go with a plan B. No. They haven't got, their plan B is no chance, no good because plan B in England, you know what plan B in England is, get it yeah. into a box and yeah. fight for it. Yeah. They'll keep probing and, and trying to carve people open, pull people out of position. It's fantastic, absolutely. But I'm one for criticising owners and everything because when you look at uh, the owner at uh, Brentford, mm-hmm. he's done a marvellous job there because they have sold a lot. I mean, we spoke about this. Yeah, they do. They always do every every close season. Just, they have sold yeah. a, lot, a lot of players. sold players to West Ham, they sold players to Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. And they still keep producing that type of player. I know, it's incredible. And well done to Brentford. So clearly the recruitment's good. Clearly the coaching's good. Clearly the philosophy of football's good. And Brentford tick all the boxes. So well done, Thomas Frank. Um, Book Corner in association with myfootballbooks.com. I've done a great little uh, podcast with uh, with Andy from there. We're going to do a regular one. Yeah, every month. His his knowledge of football is fantastic. And he was telling me that he reads reads a book every week. Or he can read a book in a week. I mean, the last time I read anything in a week, it got crayons attached to it. I don't know how he does it, but um, absolutely well, fun. Like, I'll know, Gabby. It's, it's brilliant. And it, it, it's, when you're interested in something, yeah. it's like you with a podcast. Mm. I, no, but you, you, you practically, I bet you're doing one, one every day. I certainly do work on it. If he's reading a book every week, mm. you know, 
he'll have a brain what absorb everything what he needs to absorb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And he felt he'll get that good at it, you know, that it's a lot easier for him for for, for people like him to read a book in a week than it is me. Well, more, certainly me. I don't know about you. Might that might take me. Might might take me three weeks to worst first chapter. Yeah, absolutely. I'm terrible. Uh, but what I tend to do as well when I'm reading the book because if I read a book, I'm doing it for a reason. I I enjoy the 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 person or the team that I'm reading about. But then when I start reading it and I'm getting into the book, they reference games, etc. So I go onto YouTube and then I have a look at the game. I didn't realise that. Oh dear. So then I make notes as well. So it just takes me such a long time. In fact, I was looking to, tonight in my... Um, my book that we mentioned last week, Charles Buchan's Soccer Gift Book, 1967-68, and The Galloping Major of Wembley by Mike Day. And I didn't realise that Chelsea played uh, Real Madrid in a pre-season friendly in 1966. 32,500 fans turned out to watch uh, Real Madrid get beat by uh, by Chelsea. You know, I've just done a, a My Life, My Music with Odie. I've done it uh, Sunday well, morning. It's coming out this cup week. Cup Winners' Cup or just a friendly? No, it was just a friendly, that was, because they beat them in 71 in the Cup Winners' Cup. I thought that was the first time that Chelsea played Real Madrid, but they played them in a friendly game in 1966. Well, Odie was on the ground staff at, um, in 66. So uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna drop Woody a line and see if he has any memories about uh, right, about yeah. that game, yeah. But the first game that uh, Andy is uh, uh, first game, first book that Andy's recommended this week, Rock and Roll Soccer uh, by Ian Plendeley. I've been trying to send you that. How have you? I've been trying to send you it on uh, through through uh, Facebook. Yeah, it's broke. Um, it's it did something to do with the Sheffield Wednesday supporter. No, this fella is, I don't, I don't know who he supports, but this is Rock and Roll Soccer by Ian uh, Plenderleaf, and it looks yeah, but... at the NASL in the 70s, but I don't know who he supports. But, I've been um... trying to send you that book. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure it was today anyway, but anyway, go on. Yeah, but no, that's what, it, that's what it's about, uh, looking at the NASL. In, uh, in the 70s, those halcyon days of American soccer. And there is a film coming out by uh, Rachel Violet. The official US premiere of Big Time Soccer takes place 13th of October in New York City. So I don't think we're going to get over there, TC, to see that premiere. But I'm hoping that it does reach these shores um, because it is a league that fascinates me. Back in the 70s, growing up watching Loving Football, you looked at the NASL and all our players. I suppose I first looked at it when um, when Trevor Francis went and played for Detroit Express from Birmingham City. And then when you look at how many players went and played in America, generally in the close season, but Udi signed a contract and he was, uh, you know, a full-timer out there for uh, Seattle Sounders when Jimmy Gabriel took him over there. Um, he bumped into Jimmy when Bobby Moore had um, seen Allen at Stamford Bridge. Everton were playing Chelsea and Bobby said, oh, what are you doing here? You should be on the pitch playing. He said, Jimmy Gabriel's with me in the next room. When it's finished, come and have a have a drink, and I'll introduce. Well, he'd already knew Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy signed him up, and he went and played at Seattle. So I do, I do like my American football, and I like the M- MLS as well. With Seattle Sounders doing so well this season, to boot. 
Yeah, I mean, like I say, uh, when it, when it fell by the wayside, one or two people said to me, "That's the end of America." So, and mm. I said, "Never discard America at anything." Yeah. Because when they put a show on, they put a show on. I think they overdid it at times with with football. Yeah. You know, uh, they they did, they did away with penalties and uh, end of a game, didn't they? They didn't go to any penalties in the game itself, but at the end of the game, they had that shootout. Yeah, they used to have penalty shootout, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and they did get, I think, far too many players at the end of their careers yeah. uh, to go out there. Mm. But having it right now, they're doing it slowly, but surely it, it will take over, you know. I think we're just a, I think we're just a, a, a prawn yeah. in uh, Premier League. For the big thing in America, because mm. like they like the American football, that rugby game type of thing, they earn fortunes. That would it will take off, yeah. and that's what all all the elites will go to in America eventually. Absolutely, and uh, Udi's Nipper Anthony is the uh, one of the top coaches there at the um, US uh, team. So uh, there's a big connection with America, with American football, and good luck to Rachel Violet, who's doing this film that uh, premieres 13th of October in New York City. Uh, book number two is The Gold Gourmet, the Peter Kitchen story. I'm going to be doing a podcast with Kitch, a game of my life, looking at his brace uh, against Chelsea in 1978 uh, next week. One second, Gabby. Have, yeah. has, has he just brought that out now? No, it's been out for some time. This is the second edition in 2015. Yeah. But I love the title, The Gold Gourmet, because I've done a My 70s with uh, with right. Kitch. What a top yeah. man, isn't he? Doncaster yeah, Rovers, Orient, Fulham, Cardiff, Happy Valley, Hong Kong. There's a great story about that and his coach there. Orient, Las Vegas Americans, Dagenham, Chester City. And he played for the um, Casual Corinthians as well. So check out the podcast that we've done with, uh, with Kitch. He's a great lad and a great player. And could have changed the course of history if that goal, uh, that shot, or rather in um, '74, yeah, had gone in against Liverpool. I was on the bench that day. Yeah, I banged my head up bloody dugout. <laughs> so I jumped up and I thought it was in. Yeah, and I played in the replay. Yeah, I played in the replay. At, uh, it was a either Tuesday afternoon or a Wednesday afternoon because there was electric strike. Mm-hmm. Power cut. Um, I think there were twenty-three thousand there. Uh, loads of kids wagging school to come and watch the game. So I, I, I was part of that myself. Yeah. 1974. Yeah, it was. Liverpool yeah. Went, Liverpool went on to win the final. Yeah. Three uh, nil. Keegan scored. I think Iway scored. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Keegan, I think Keegan, Kev scored two, and uh, Stevie Iway scored the Iway first got goal. The other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, but you're right. I mean, I'd, that effort from Kitch had it gone in. They're out. Liverpool are out. It's, oh. it's just those fine margins, isn't it, you know, in football. So I'm looking forward to catching up with Kitch uh, next week and talking. Because I, I tell you what, that what, what a brace that was in 78 against Chelsea. Oh, listen, great. Listen, I played with Kitch at Donning. Mm. Really brilliant uh, technical ability. Brilliant. But, you know, it's a bit slight. And a lot of managers don't like. But he, he could take it. He could take it. Kitch, he could, you know, it weren't one of them. What, you know, if somebody hit him, yeah, uh, it would frighten him. Kitch could take it. Yeah, I was surprised that with Morris not, to, but he, he liked a big centre forward. But him and Brend were great together. Him mm. and Brendan Callaghan, but he, he, for some no reason, Morris didn't really didn't fancy him. And when players and managers uh, know he, that they don't fancy each other, 
you know, it, it does cause a problem, you know, but great player kicks. But going on, I mean, when you're about that, Arsenal went on to win. I told you before, Arsenal went on to win the Cup in 79 when they beat Man United. Terry Geno, the ball come to the near post as you come as you're coming out of the old Dell. Yeah. Right? So it was that post where it was, and he tipped it on and it ran right across. <laughs> near mind nine times out of ten. Ten times out of ten, that ball would have gone over mm. or fell over. Now, it ran all the way across the crossbar and dropped to back post where the kid called David Price just tapped it into net. I, I'll never forget that. And they went on to win. I mean, I'm not saying we'd have gone on and, 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 and won the cup final. I'm not saying we'd have got to a cup final, but that quarter final would have been in semi final. It's the so the lines are so fine at times, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. As you say, you know. <laughs> Almost every time you do that, that ball goes in, but 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 it doesn't, for uh, for for whatever reason. And the fine lines, the fine margins, it, it's incredible football. It's you know sometimes you know your name is written on the cup, and no matter what you do, it's just it's yours anyhow. But uh, and book three is the undisputed. It's the champions of Europe. How the gods of football became European royalty by Stephen Scrag, and it's the third in in his trilogy of books. Uh, a tournament frozen in time. The wonderful uh, random s of the uh, European Cup Winners' Cup. So, Udi's Chelsea are going to feature in there. And then the other one that he done was where the cool kids hung out, which is the chic years of the UEFA Cup. So, a lovely trio there, a trilogy. He's got the European Cup. The Cup Winners Cup and the UE for Cup. UE for Cup. Yeah, so fantastic Brilliant. books and a great, uh, great writer, Stephen Scrag, um, who was relatively happy, of course, on Sunday because Liverpool did get a draw. But uh, and I thought the tribute to um, Roger Hunt was absolutely fantastic. The cop really looked unbelievable, didn't it? You know, it makes makes the ears on on the back of your neck and oh. on your arm stand up, doesn't it? When, when they sing, do that? when they sing that, that yeah. Liverpool, yeah. the Celtic are the same. When when they get yeah, singing absolutely. like they do, it does make your ears stand up. Even now, it makes your ears stand up. Yeah. But going back to books, I mean, I've read all George Best books, yeah. you know, but I've just read two, which were uh, John Purdy. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. Yeah, and I've just read um, Jim Bekelion's book. Okay, yeah, that, Wembley wins, that, Wembley woes. Yeah, and that's that's a fascinating book. Mm. Uh, and it, I know he said to me about uh, Laurie McMenemy. and me. He said, "How did it, how did you get on with him?" Mm. And I just said, it "Like, you know, it weren't my cup of tea, but you know, I I could understand why lots of people liked him, and and, and he didn't like Laurie McMenemy, and me, didn't uh, Jim McCallion? Mm. That's a that's a good book, you know." I found it a good book. I mean, that was like people, some will like mine, some won't like it. Mm. Uh, some will like Jim's book, some won't like it. But I found I found both them two books fascinating. And uh, John Purdy, uh, I found really fascinating because obviously he played most of his time in non-league football. Um, and I understand what he's saying, that maybe it was his own fault because... Hi, Chris Brown here. If you like this podcast, don't forget to let us know. And if you're looking for premium podcasts, check out our Patreon link. Thank you. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. 
That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.